This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the the biggest biggest stories stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Schwarber, a high drive into right center. He's watching. It's flying. Goodbye. Schwarber strikes again. Three to nothing, Phillies. That is the sound of excitement in baseball. And this is breaking Boston on a Wednesday morning, October 18th. And you might ask, why are they talking about excitement in baseball? Why are they talking about Kyle Schwarber? Unless it's an extension of the weekend in which we watched the Raiders beat the Patriots and said, why can't we get players like Jacoby Myers? Nope, we're not doing that this morning. We're not lamenting the loss of Kyle Schwarber and guys that hit home runs in October to win games as the Phillies Go up 2-0 on the Arizona Diamondbacks with a blowout 10-0 victory. Looking like they are headed towards a World Series. And huh, the damnedest thing, Dave Dombrowski, the guy just builds winners. And winners are wanted in Boston. And that's why our, we're talking baseball this breaking Boston morning here on the Odyssey Podcast Network. Because there's at least a little bit of buzz. Not the kind of buzz there is in the city of brotherly love. Because, well, they're on their way to potentially winning a ring. But the Red Sox have turned a corner. We are in the post Haim Bloom era. And that means we're talking GM candidates and we're talking Juan Soto. Was that, was that a Juan Soto question mark? But we will get to the Juan Soto rumors and discussion in a minute. We will start with my friend Cooper Leonard, who is a rising star in the baseball podcast world, as many of you Odyssey listeners know. And we're talking general manager candidates in-house, out-of-house, big names, lesser names. I know everybody's doing it right now. The Boston Globe, Alex Spear has a running story on everybody who's potentially a candidate, why they would interview, why they wouldn't. People are turning down interviews for family considerations, don't want to move their families. Is this going down a road of, well, they had like seven candidates and six turned them down, so the last guy standing became the general manager and president of baseball operations. I don't know, but Coop Leonard is going to tell me. First I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Gonna, give me give me the handicapped list. I know we're seeing names like Gomes from the Dodgers pulling his name out. Um, Sam Fold, who helps 
Um, Dave Dombrowski build the Phillies. Sounds like he's pulling his name out, not interviewing. So am I accurate to eliminate those guys or is this negotiating tactics? And who are names I should be taking seriously in this mid-October run for a president of baseball operations? I think Brandon Gomes is way out. I think the first time his name was even mentioned, I think it was out. You look at any team that is currently in the postseason and you kind of have to put your put yourself in the shoes of a GM. It might seem daunting. It might seem like you would never end up in this situation, but it's it's a day-to-day job like you and I might have. Well, maybe not you and I, Andy, more of like the listeners where you're showing up nine to five. And it is a sense of this is comfort. Things are going well. My team is in the playoffs. Why would I leave a stable situation? The Dodgers haven't faltered. They haven't won a World Series. If you want to count 2020 as that Mickey Mouse World Series, you can. But Gomes, I mean, he's happy where he is. He's continuing to pump out a great product. He has owners that want to throw money at him to throw at players. So like, why would you want to lead that situation to something that's going on with the Red Sox and everything that has happened there? So yeah, I think it could be family. Why wouldn't you want to live in California? They have great taxes. They have great uh, climate. The air is very breathable there. We only had a dose of it in Boston this past summer. But I mean, like, I think that's just a polite way of saying, hey, I'm happy where I am at this point. Sam Fold, on the other hand, the counterpart with the Phillies uh, uh, with Gomes, it's another situation where like, the grass is greener on my side. The Phillies right now are they're up 15 to three scoring wise in just two games against the Arizona Diamondbacks and the NLCS, which a series they were in last year and won last year as well. If I am a GM, I don't want to leave that situation. It's just, yeah, he is the best guy in baseball. Yes, the Red Sox and Red Sox Nation wants the best guy in baseball at the helm as we move forward with what they have. You're not going to get it. Like You're not going to be able to pry the prized possession of another team to your side just because you think that you deserve it. So you have to start going down the list of what are other guys that are at the top or have been at the top or ladies. maybe are... Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. We've ladies. we've got ladies in the mix. We're we're breaking barriers this year. All the ladies um, in the house. LA, who run the world, Andy? Who runs the world? I can tell you, ladies. If I've been in any yep. relationship before, it, that yep. is very true. Beyonce, but we have Kim Eng, Kim Eng in the list. I want people to. It's spelled NG. You're going to be seeing something unfamiliar there, unorthodox there. Yes, and. If the Red Sox go that route, I think it is going to be exciting. She's been able to do something with the Marlins that not even Derek Jeter was capable of doing when he was president of operations there. And he was someone that oversaw King Kim Ng being brought into the, the franchise with the Miami Marlins. She brought them to a playoff series this past year, made them contenders. And yeah, I mean, like you're still dealing with the Marlins being the Marlins and they're going to be handicapped because of what they have for owners. But what she was able to do was pretty impressive. The slap in the face that she got having be extended, but also being told that she's not going to be keeping her position as interim GM. Uh, She had more than enough reason to leave. And she's got that bulldog mentality that I think would fit in very well here with the Red Sox. And for anyone that is, you know, you play girl like you play baseball like a girl type mentality. Rachel Ferrara was someone that was also considered inside the Red Sox operation. She's been with Boston for a while. She turned down the position again, not because she doesn't, she like doesn't value the position at all. I mean, there is a sense of, well, this is a presidency can't like a president candidacy. 
you're here for four years, most likely, and you're going to get the boot and people will most likely not like you. Your job approval rating will be down. That's just the business. And I think people look at that as I'm safe and secure where I am. So Rachel Frara is out. Eddie Romero, another internal hire. I think that that has been my number one since Heim Bloom has left. He's been someone that has been in the system for a while. People might look at that as, hey, it's bad blood. You got to get that out. Maybe keep him where he is. But he is someone that is bilingual. He knows the press really well. He's able to operate the press a whole lot better than Sam Kennedy is able to do. What does that mean? It just means it's going to be more palatable when blank hits the fan around here, which I personally like. And I think he's also someone that holds himself accountable and is willing to compete. That's, and this is why you said mm, at Eddie Romero. Yeah. I think he's someone that can help with Soto. If you truly want Soto and those you know rumors that Soto? started to come money. out, money, money does help with, Hey, money helps money. with everything. And I think Kim Ng, Ng, right? Kim Ng. Kim Ng. Yep. Okay. Um, just the, her background. I love, I love the idea. And I know we tried to do this in reverse order. Like she's coming from the Marlins. So there's limitations, but she was with the Yankees. Like she knows big markets. She knows the rivalry. She knows the spending power, sort of that world. And then she knows the lower end kind of got to figure it out on the fly world. I love that. She told them to go F themselves. I love that mentality. Like, no, 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 wait, what? No, 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 you're not. I deserve this position. She knows she deserves it. She literally told them to go F themselves. And I love that. I love everything about the idea. If you're going to be, not that I think that's really a thing anymore, but like break barriers or whatever, like having a woman running the Boston Red Sox. Okay. It's Boston. I think that would be eaten up by the local press. I think that would be embraced by sort of the liberal world of Massachusetts and Cambridge and Boston. No, really? (laughs) Um, But more importantly, I just think I I want an outside candidate. It feels like a little bit like the, the Patriots talk that's been of late, like blow it up. I don't want anybody with ties to Belichick. It's a new era, like this whole thing, except this is a new era that is um, not coming off the heels of a dynasty. I know they've had their success, but we've had the down years for a period now, three or four last place seasons, those types of things. And I just, I feel like that's a swing for the fences. I'm not saying it's going to work because half the t- most of the time these things don't. Most of the time in three or four years, as you said, you're looking for a new president of baseball operations because this one didn't work, whatever. The Eddie Romero thing, that's great. Bilingual, like uh, you can talk yourself into any candidate you want, internal, external. Why, that's why they're a candidate. If you couldn't talk yourself into it, they wouldn't be on the list of candidates, right? So there's some draw to everybody. I'm just... Much like I think they need to swing for the fences once this person is in place with trades and spending and pitchers and hitters, like swinging for the fences, you may strike out, but you may also hit an effing bomb. And I think she has the chance to be a bomb in Boston. And that's why I would go with her. And one thing that you bring up with her history, and this is maybe the most important thing. And this is something that Rob Rob passed this information along to me. And it's that. Kim worked with Alex Cora as a Dodger when she first started working in front offices out in LA. And this, Hmm, I mean, that's dating back way far to when Alex Cora is truly beginning his career. So they know each other. And when asked about it, he, he was just kind of like, yeah, I would say that's accurate that I would enjoy playing under her tutelage. And that's a really big part of this. Exactly. Because that is such a big part where I think a lot of people are turning this down because they know they're going into a situation where they can't have their fingerprints over everything. They know Alex Cora is in that clubhouse. And listen, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of shuffling going on 
that maybe people have not heard coaches being fired, people being let go as far as front office yep. uh, personnel. Someone is making those decisions, and it's most likely Alex Cora because he understands this team more than I think anyone else in that front office right now. So they're relying on him. So that means that whoever is coming in, it's mostly going to be a shared partnership position with Alex Cora because he's he's a smart guy. He's maybe one of the smartest coaches that you can have right now. And John Henry doesn't want to sacrifice that, but he also does not want to sacrifice bringing in the best person possible. So that's why I think Kim Ng, like you said, she is the best fit right now. Like there's a lot of other names being thrown around. James Click, who was with the the Astros, he's now with the Blue Jays. Yeah, he's a great fit. He can make a lot of big market moves, but he's also someone that's been run out of a lot of places while being successful. And I, you look at what happens here in Boston. You, like the writing's on the wall already there. So I'm I'm already out on James Click. He can continue to be a competitor within AL East. I don't care. Kim Ng needs to be the person that I think you do need to bring in if it's not going to be Eddie Romero. Yeah, no, forget that last sentence. Just bring in Kim Ng. Okay, so as soon as she gets here, her first order of business will be to make me excited not about her role, but about the baseball team and the things she is going to do. Because I'm just pretending she's getting the job and she's doing the work. So she's hey, going to go Hey, out Imagination there. Land is the best. It, it's the offseason. They gave us a nice long offseason to talk about. And again, we're watching exciting baseball in Philly and saying, hey, how come we don't have a president of baseball operations that builds a team with power hitters that hit bombs when the season's on the line in the oh wait those are two x red Sox. nope we're not by the way nathan evaldi three and oh with a sub three yard oh yeah no i saw that too i just want littered across baseball yeah littered across baseball um but I, i did read in the athletic something that got me all hot and bothered and it's not about the search for a president of baseball operations it's about what will happen once that person is in place again kim ing um and that is Jim Bowden on The Athletic uh, went down a list of if the Padres cannot get a long-term deal done with Juan Soto, which seems at least plausible since they have a boatload of other big contracts already in place, and he is a Boris guy with one year remaining of uh, arbitration eligibility, that maybe there could be a trade this offseason of Juan Soto, who is one of the best young players in baseball, 25 years old. He walks a crap ton so I don't even know what the mentality of the Red Sox organization is going to be but if on base percentage is key to what they want to be he is one of the best in baseball in that area also has pop power had a uh, lackluster year a year ago when he got traded from Washington to uh, San Diego bounced back this year Uh, and as I said 25 years old probably looking for I believe he turned down 440 million from the Washington Nationals. So we're talking about a player who is looking in the range of a half a billion dollars is probably the starting bid in for his services. And uh, Bowden went with a package that included Verdugo, Tanner Houck, and a couple prospects. He admits that the package is a little less now that he de- Soto does not have as much um, control for the team side of things. He's heading towards free agency, one more year of arbitration. I love it. I just love the fact that we are back to talking about elite superstar players coming to Boston via trade or free agency. Obviously, Shohei Otani is going to be a major talking point heading toward free agency. His allegiances toward New Balance and Boston, and can that lure him here? You know, he's dealing with the injury, so he's not going to be a pitcher next year, just a hitter, but could be a pitcher-hitter 
things coming from Japan again, which has actually worked out relatively well in the last year plus. One of the better things Bloom did um, was bring Yoshi aboard from across the pond, way across the pond. Should I get excited, Cooper Leonard, as we wrap up this edition of Breaking Boston in October when we're talking hot stove baseball, should I at least open my ears and my eyes to the idea that Juan Soto could be a member of the Boston Red Sox? Sure, why not? I mean, like that's Come the on, thing. Give me more like, than that. That's the thing. We 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 start out in this whole. This is the off season. This is the potential of where everything can go. Yeah, Soto is a great pipe dream, but that's what I think it is. I think it is a pipe dream. You I, suck. I, buddy, I'm a pile of salt. Um, but it, like that's the thing is the Padres are now going into this whole phase of we spent a whole lot of money on players that we were banking on to get us to the postseason. For me, with the next three years. We have money that is just stored away in guys like Xander Bogarts, Tatis, Machado, some of their pitchers. The pitcher that I or the player that I want from the Padres right now is Blake Snell. And I don't want that to get lost in translation with Soto. Right now, the Red Sox need pitching more than they need hitting. And as fun as it is to have a big bopper like Juan Soto, and he's not just a big bopper, he's got great dance moves with I don't yeah. I don't know if you saw the video of him cutting a rug with uh I did Catherine Veritek and Jason Veritek and Pedro. Like that's yeah. fun. That is he's fun that we have not in had in Red players. Sox Nation. Let's go. Yeah. And that's like that is the hard thing to say no to. But when you're thinking about what you can put together for a winning team next year and what different parts you can have, Soto would be great. But having Blake Snell as an anchor in your pitching staff I'll and then going both. out and getting, ooh, now we're getting greedy. Now we're getting greedy. We're the Boston after, Red Sox. After what we greedy. just went through, we deserve yeah. to be greedy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sick of two-year, <laughs> $20 million deals. I'm sick of bridge players and bridge to this and last place finishes. We're the Boston effing Red Sox. And in the Kim Ng era, we're back to big spending, big trades, big hopes, big offseason, big excitement. So here's here's the question of it's more of what do you want? It's like you win the Powerball. Do you okay, want to take like do you want the lump sum or do you want to do you want the intermittent lump uh, payments? Lump okay. Sum. So lump sum in this sense would be going out and spending on someone this offseason instead of trading for someone and then hoping that you can re-sign them at the end of the year. Yeah, maybe you can extend them in the meantime. But that's oh, yeah. a big I, cost, and I'm guessing Juan Soto is going to gamble on himself to get even more money after having a down year two years ago. Oh, then I don't do it. If I, if I can't sign a $550 million deal upon completion of the trade, I absolutely do not trade for him if I can't sign him. This is a this is a trade and sign. And that's that's the risk you run. I mean, maybe maybe the Red Sox need not Kim Ng, but maybe they need to get Brad Stevens into the mix because, you know, he'll get it done. Yeah, um, but no, I, I just... The, the, the big message here is excitement is back in Red Sox Nation. We've gone without it for an extended period of time. Some of that I blame Bloom for. Some of that there's probably blame to go in different directions. But the reality is I wanted on this Wednesday morning, October 18th on Breaking Boston, I wanted to talk Boston Red Sox. The Patriots are floundering. The Patriots are already looking toward their offseason and their big changes in the front office and in personnel. The Celtics haven't started yet. Yeah, we can get excited about a preseason game and their starting lineup and their athleticism, but it's still preseason. The Bruins have off to a good start, except they seem to have like 10 days off between every game they play early in the year. So this felt like the obvious time to talk Boston Red Sox, general manager search, president of baseball operations, whatever you want to call it. And the beginning 
of the new era of Red Sox baseball, a return to the old era where I can dream about Shohei Otani. I can dream about Juan Soto and not just end up with some, no offense to him, Justin Turner, 38-year-old on a two-year deal or whatever the hell it is. I, I don't... We're past that. Those are complimentary players. We're back to being the big, badass Boston Red Sox. And that's why on this Breaking Boston on October 18th, we talked Red Sox. It's football season. Basketball season is coming. But the Red Sox are relevant again. And you know what? 